Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with the Transform Sales Podcast. I got my guest, CEO, Ray Rooker. Did I pronounce it correctly? Rucker rhymes with Tucker and Sucker and other names you can think of. I got it. I got it with Connect Five Thousand, man. How, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you being on here. Um, you know, the, the, this 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 show, this episode series is really to highlight um, all the amazing agencies out there that specialize in in different 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 uh, different best practices, different parts of the world, different ACVs, and just kind of to let really hear the transparency from all of the experience in the sense of mistakes that buyers might make when searching for an agency and also working with it. Um, and it's just really important because obviously these mistakes can translate into millions of dollars of valuation and millions of dollars of pipeline and sometimes careers of account executives on the other side, right? It just has such a ripple effect that, um, you know, servicing the community and making sure that they get um, the ROS return on sales that they're looking for, or they, they know that they're not ready for that and they need a market validation campaign or in your case, which you really got converting those MQLs they're spending a lot of money on because they're super good at driving marketing qualified leads. Um, but before we get into that, tell everybody here who you are and how you got into the business, because I know it's, uh, I know it's an interesting story. So I'd love to love for everybody to hear what, what brought you here and, and, and got you into the, this world. Perfect. Sounds good. So, um, so Amir, uh, again, thanks for having me. So on a very, very high level, uh, Ray Rucker, Connect 5000, currently in the Kansas City Metro. Uh, very short about me, I was born overseas in Vietnam, adopted at the age of one, uh, lived in California, Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Um, I always knew I'd be in sales. I just didn't know what I would do. After college, I moved to Washington, D.C. to work for a nonprofit. And then in the year of 2000, I moved back, moved to Kansas City, which was close enough to my family, but far enough away. How I got into sales, um, you know, my first first sales job, I bombed it. I was absolutely horrible. I had the gift of gab, but not the gift of communication. So fast forward years on, um, I was an inside sales rep for a software company in the Kansas City Metro. This is back in 2006. 99% of our business was over the phone, over the internet. And that's what we did. We demoed, we demoed products, sold them, and never met the person, which seems like an eternity ago. Um, about 2006, 2007, not sure what it was, uh, my boss at the time and I didn't get along. And so she, with the owner gone, she fired me on July 3rd, the day before 4th of July. And But I was kind of expecting it. I had thought about what I want to do with my life. And I, I was talking to a business mentor who I'd known for years. And he said, have you ever thought about starting a company? And I said, absolutely not. And he said, I have this idea for you. So spoke with my wife at the time. We had no kids. We were debt-free except the house. And she said, if you're going to start a company, now's the time to do it. So he and I had a company from, I believe, 2006 to 2010. It was an outsourced lead generation. He owned 51%. I owned the rest. We worked pretty well for a couple of years. And then uh, I felt like I was doing all the work and he was getting half the money. So I decided to strike out on my own. So in March of 2010, I became the sole 100% owner of Connect 5000. And here that's, we are that's an amazing story, and I love it. I one of the things that caught me right away was how your confidence when you just flowed into. Um, I knew I'd be in sales, right? And that was right, way in the beginning. And I wanted to just unpack that. How did you know you were going to be in sales? So growing up, and I think high school and college, I was I was nicknamed the connector. 
So I always had the gift of gab, but I could sell when I needed to. And so my first real job, my first real sales job was 100% commission and I bombed it badly. It was very humbling and almost a little point too uh, humiliating. But I I love chatting with people. I love connecting with people. People fascinate me for better or for worse. And, you know, through some luck and some business mentors, I had some people, countless people who, who in my life who have invested in my career and helped me in my sales. And I just kind of want to pay that forward to a certain degree. Yeah. I like the one thing that, that you, you're not going to say that I'm going to say, because I can pick it through too, is that uh, you're a winner. And, and when you failed, it motivated you to succeed. Right. And I think that that is something you left out, but it's, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, you said it in a way where it's like, I failed, but no, that was the part where you knew you would succeed. Um, that was what motivated you. And, and um, now the name Connect 5000 and you being a connector makes sense. Um, I feel like I'm a connector too. And I think we are connectors. And, you know, I think we, we are part of the, that same connection. So I think hopefully the idea here is that we can, we can connect stronger together. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, 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 you know, back to my mission of, of getting the connector, um, to then share information with other people. So it's just, it keeps on going, right? And it, which, is, which is awesome when you pay it forward, like you said. Um, talk to me about what you've seen uh, over the years. Like what's that mistake that buyers make over and over again when looking for a provider that costs them bottom line, right? But that, doesn't, that doesn't cost you, right? The, the mistakes that are really like, man, if buyers avoided this pitfall, they would get more of what they want. Sure. So there's, I'm sure there's more than two things, but the first two things that come to my mind is this. Number one is there, there's too many tech companies, which we represent. There's too many companies that try to be generalist rather than being specialist. And, and they try to be all things to all people where I'm a big believer in. You have to be ruthlessly clear of who you provide for and who you don't have a really crystal clear target audience, target companies, and target a very realistic value proposition of here's who we go after. And I was sharing with a friend yesterday of, you can say I'm a, I'm a lawyer, which might mean nothing to some folks. You could go a little bit step further and say, I'm a divorce lawyer, which really is more crystal clear. Or you can say, I'm a divorce lawyer for people over 50. And so when, when I consult with companies, I want them to be very clear of who they, who they're trying to go after and who they're not. And you might eliminate a bunch of folks, but when your, your focus is clear, then the people who are in your target audience, at least they know when they visit your website or chat with you that they they are part of your target market. Yeah. The, the another the second thing I would say is unrealistic expectations of metrics. And what I mean by that is too many companies they're focusing on the right on the wrong metric. They should be focusing on MQLs, SQLs, leads generated and meeting set. The things about hours, dials, all that is vanity matrix. And so at the end of the day, the client will be thrilled with you. If you can give them a black and white, here are the number of meetings, leads that we generated for you versus how many dials did you make each day, which, you know, is part of the success, but we have to focus on the right metrics. Yeah, I might, listen, I go even deeper than that. And I understand, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I would, I would say that it's better to even know that that divorce lawyer who serves over 50, but also wants more business, you, you know, you, you can get deeper into that. Um, you know, listening to you, there's always a pattern with a lot of the agency leaders I talk to where it's hard to speak about the difference between a market validation campaign and a campaign designed to scale ROS or return on sales or ROI. And there's just such a hole, I think, in the education on that space 
that your tendency is to jump in to say the mistake is that they don't know their ICP and they don't know XYZ because it's much easier to say that than it is to say they don't know the difference between a market validation campaign and a campaign with ROS because there's just not a lot of content written on it, right? Um, right. So, you're, you, so your tendency is to say that because it's easier, it's easier to say that to be like, hey, do, do, read this book, right? They don't have the tendency, read this article, understand this, right? So, so um, it's almost like I want to, don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's also one of the mistakes they make is that they don't, they're trying to get an ROS when they should really get market validation. And by market validation, it means you either really know who you're talking to and what their value is, or you need to find out. But if you try to find that out and get an R return, you're going to break your ex, you're going to break the agency. You're going to be unhappy, right? It's like Elon Musk trying to land a rocket on his first attempt. If he set his goal to be like, I only got half a bill and three rockets were done and they don't land, he would be highly disappointed. If right. he came in saying, I am going to crash some fucking rockets, I'm going to lose some money, but then I'm going to know some information so that maybe my hundredth rocket, I might be able to crash. And he did that. And that's called market validation. Right. He could, you can't, you got to get the data. You got to collect the parts, right? Correct. But it's not sexy, right? Like, is it sexy to sell failure, right? Is it sexy to be like, yo, you know how much value there is in, in, in calls, emails, LinkedIn surveys, and then getting this information, it's worth millions, but it is. And, and I know right. you know why it's worth millions. Um, it's worth millions because the bad seeds, bad customer success, bad output, right? So what, what do we do to help buyers, you know, understand who their buyer persona is, but understand that it, it, is, it's, it, it might not be sexy to work that in the beginning, but that they're, I wouldn't use the word patience because that implies that they're waiting longer than something else, right? Mm-hmm. That, that time is so critical to scale a program. How do we educate them um, without hurting their feelings, obviously, because we live in an interesting world where honesty does not go too far. I agree. At least, at least so, by the way, so two things that stand out is, one, it reminds me of the book I read years ago called The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. And he talks a lot about market validation of unless you just have millions and millions of dollars to develop something – Develop a baseline model and then go to market with it. Don't That's be MVP. adding the benefits until the market says, are they willing to pay for it? If they're willing to That's pay for product. it, awesome. Yeah, yes. well, that's your product. Your product is actually finding out the people who want the product before building the product, right? It's, it's a minimal right. viable product. And it's like just people like totally miss that, right? But it's like, right. why would you want to build? You know, times I've talked to leaders who are like, I got the best product, the best this. And I'm like, Sounds like you built something for yourself where you're going to buy it a million right. times. You know what I mean? I know you're right. smiling because you've seen it all the time, right? And, and it's, uh, it's like a symptom, of, it's a symptom of the world we live in. And I, and I think it has a lot to do with the people we glorify, right? Like the, uh, the Adrian Harwitz is hard things of hard things, right? Running out $100 million, asking for more, and that's a win. The WeWork guy burns a billion. Um, now he's got another billion-dollar company, right? Sam, the FTX people, like we just live in this world. We're like we are really glorifying this instantaneous gratification. We're not really like Warren Buffett, who's like, you know, the most, the guy just crushes everybody. And he's really being like, you got it 10 years. You got to like, wait, you know, like that's, I'm not, he's like, I don't even know what it is. The guy, the best stock investor in the world. Like I don't pick stocks. You crazy. Like, right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody listens to him, including me. I'm freaking down big. Right. So um, it's just an interesting world we live in where, you know, I think people need to put their guards down and realize that, like, we're all in this new 
uh, internet state of uh, network state where like we, 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 we're not all against each other. We're all aligned. The people you want to sell to are the people that should be in your community, right? And it's like everybody's got to start speaking the same language or being on the same team to push innovation forward. Um, that's all awesome stuff. I know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say to answer your to answer your specific question. So when I have clients who are having challenges with that, what I tell them to do, it's very primitive, but it doesn't take that long, is I tell them, Mr. Client, write down your top 10 best paying clients you have right now and just get some basic information. What vertical are they? How large are they in terms of size, employees? Where did you start the relationship? Was it the C-level, VP or director? And then the biggest thing is, is what pain, problem, or challenge did you solve because and they're buying from you every day or every month? And so with with 10, it sounds like a big deal, but they should probably they should probably have that information handy. So long story short, I was chatting with a company, a SaaS firm, and they realized that 10, out of six out of their top 10 clients were manufacturing firms. So because they're trying to like we should sell to everyone. I'm like, no, let's let's think about this. So I know it sounds not very not very sophisticated, but I said, hey, you have six manufacturing firms they're buying from you now let's go after more manufacturing firms that fit these criteria yeah and it's a little bit of reverse engineering but the people are voting if they're voting with their pocketbooks and paying your money those are i would even ask the question different i would say well what would your pocketbook look like if you had 30 more of those manufacturing companies that look exactly like your six um, and you have to walk them the answer. And sometimes it, it, it's almost because they're like, hey, manufacturer is not sexy. I want to I want to sell the aerospace. Right. And you're right. like, no, nah, you, you built your business to be profitable. Right. right. Um, and, and you want to do some charity work later and give some more of your profit by helping some of your non ICPs. Go, go for it. Right. We got to get there first. Um, tell us a little bit by, by, you know, about the book you wrote. I know you're an author of a book. And for me, um, you, you did write a book, right? I got that right. Yes, I did. I wrote. Yeah. Um, how to score from first base in sales. So I've always been an avid journaler and I like to write in, uh, you know, blog and all that good stuff. And so it was always on my bucket list to write a book. And so in looking at the website, I had about 120 um, blog posts and I had about 30 videos. So I was talking to an old friend of mine who I've known forever and I was telling her, you know, I want to I want to write a book and put this together. And she said, I know this person. She's a stay-at-home mom with four kids. She's an English major, and she's very cost-effective. And you wish I could meet her. I'm like, no, nah, I really don't. So long story short, uh, I decided I'm going to take one less stab at this. So she, I, I did it, and I failed. I'm like, you know what? You call your friend, and let's make it happen. So we had a, had a meeting, and I said, I need you to put all my thoughts together, but I still wanted to keep my voice. So she looked at it and said, hey, here's the price per hour. And I was like, man, this is very affordable. So it was a two-year, probably a two-year process. But we would meet and she would kind of read through things and really organize my thoughts. So and then the pandemic hit and uh, it was perfect to finish it up. So put a book together and it was really never ever to sell copies. I think my last royalty check was $6.55. It's really to get some thought leadership into my target audience. I'll give that book away for free just to kind of get in the door because people get inundated with phone calls and emails, but they're not getting books. But, you know, it's it's been a loss leader to open the door for consulting and speaking engagements. And so I think between all said and done, I probably spent five to $8,000 just to get the book ready, put it on Amazon and order some copies. And it's more than made itself back. Much cheaper than a college degree. Yes. And yeah. it's been a great door opener. And 
I'm, I'm going to get your book out there. I, I'm going to spread it. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to dissect it. I'm going to work on you with it. It's my job now, man. My job changed. I used to be a, a, a donor service company and agency now in a marketplace. My, my job is to actually take um, all the, all the brilliant people that have actually dedicated the time, the expertise, written it down and, and start helping folks. Right. So um, I appreciate you. You, you, I got to read the book because I'm just a horrible book reader. I have, I'm very good at shorts. I like the YouTube shorts. I have a short attention right. and, um, which is just, just hire someone to read it for you down down where you're at down south. Tony, yeah, I, I still wrote Tony will do that, but then you'll yell at me for not reading it. Um, for those, I, want to read, I, don't, I don't want a copy of your book as well to put on my website. My book, my book's going to be like how to how to how to travel the world and work hard and have fun at the same time. That's that's going to be the theme of the book. I think uh, who's the guy? The Four Hour Workweek. Tim Ferriss wrote that book already. Yeah, maybe. You gotta make a you new could version. write it as the eight week, the eight hour work week instead of the four hour work week. I, I don't want the four. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna think about it because for me, I think I've also been reading some stuff about. Uh, I watched a seven hour long podcast with Lex Friedman and this guy, which is just awesome. It, it's uh, it is, and it, and I'm talking a seven hour podcast that I literally didn't want to miss a minute of it, just because I felt like I was, you know. It's it's Balahi Sirvani, it's this guy right up top here, and it's seven hours long, and he talks about the it's a book he would have been called the uh, network state, right, and just how um, it's like version three where like humans are hunters and gatherers and they made nations, and now we're gonna go back to hunters and gatherers and travel and have adventure because now we have a network state where my like minds can come together. We don't have to have a country to protect us. We have, it's just a whole book, um, but it's awesome learning about. The world we're living in and and how it's changing and it applies to the four-hour work week because on top of that like i was able to actually just not only move to a different country but make a change and and, and influence people to to like improve their lives which is awesome right so it's like right. it's an interesting way where you can kind of sit in between and help the buyers in america and the top markets and then help the sellers in different markets everybody just kind of come together in this network state where if you want to be a high performing um business development professional you can without any borders right like you can't. You could be. I, I have met some people in Macedonia that I had on the podcast that were 24 years old and had more energy, more excitement to call cold call CEOs in America than than kids out of Stanford, right? Like I was like I called by president of a company, hung up on me. I got motivated. This is great, right? So it's like people now who want to be experts at these skills um, can from anywhere in the world, right? So right. Um, tell me a little bit about who. Your best, best, best customers are by best. I mean, you get them the highest. They're just satisfied, the highest net promoter score. And I'm going to try to like narrow you in. And I know that you can service a lot of people. I know we worked with a company. We worked with a company in Eastern Europe recently, right? A mapping company, um, something like that. Yeah. So I know you're global. Um, we have software. we just picked up a mapping firm out of Israel recently. It's awesome. So did they say they were um, bad? By the way. To, there's probably, they probably said they're the best. If it's an Israeli company, they're the best. I'm Israeli, yes. so they always say I can talk shit about them. Yeah. Always. Yeah. No, I was going to say, there's an article I read. I'll answer your question, but there's an article I read recently a long time ago called Business Development is a Clever Word for for Dirty Work. And it's not sexy, it's not glamorous, but it has to be done unless you have some, you know, again, millions of dollars from a venture capitalist that can just throw at different things. But I would say that our best clients... I would say that our best clients are software service. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you into one of those 
Software or service? Pick one. Uh, service. Okay. But no, I would say that our, our sweet spot is software, tech, SaaS, MSPs, and consulting firms with you know high average sales, good close rates, and either they are short-staffed on the BDR, SDR front, and they simply need help, or we will step in as the entire inside sales team and produce for them so they don't have to... Uh, manage that function themselves. Everybody had, listening, do you notice how Ray just flowed so smoothly into all the industries he helps, how he helps them and their situations? Because he knew I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you to pick one industry, and you didn't let me. And I'm not going to go backwards because it just sounded so good and so natural that I can't, I can't make you go backwards. Um, but I was going to try to get you to pick one. Um, but I, I can already tell you knew what I was going to try to do, huh? You knew what I was going to do. I did. I, I I actually did my homework for the, for the first for the second time ever in my life. Don't worry. Here's the problem, though. Well, at least from Cloudcast, I'm only going to give you the same person over that eighty twenty rule. That 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 there's a rule in life. Eighty percent of your productivity in your company comes from your twenty plus customers. Eighty percent of your revenue from your twenty plus customers. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna get this is remember this moment, Ray, because I'm gonna get all those twenty percent plus customers to you. Because it doesn't. I think it's a hard thing to say because some people feel like if you say no to one, you're letting go of the other, right? And it's it's just it's difficult. Um, and it's also for the buyers listening, right? Like it's back to your ICP. I remember right. I asked you. You gave me a story about the manufacturing companies. I tried asking the same question to you. What did you do? You listed seven industries. You did, I did. Uh, three. You didn't list one. It wasn't software, one. Software tech, consulting, SaaS, and MSPs. Software tech, consulting, SaaS, and MSPs. Five. But, but if I say technology, which encompasses all of them, I should say technology. Back to how you opened it up with the manufacturing. You just did it. Technology. Did the same firms. thing. Yes. You're a doctor for, for other companies, and I'm a doctor for you. And then it goes Thank around. You. It comes around. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Like we're we're all here to help each other. The truth is that even what I'm trying to do to you, like, are you kidding me? I am the person who suggests to everybody. I, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's like I I have Tony who's just like, no, you know what I mean? Like, um, but it's 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 it comes easier and easier to scale, right? When you focus on on industry. Um, in in fact, I think that the fact that you succeed in five and 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 globally is just a testament to your your work ethic uh, and your discipline and your professionalism, right? Um. Let me, let me ask you one question yes. before I let you go. I want Thank to keep you. it short and to the point. Where can people find you? How can they find you? They want, they, they want to reach you. They want to meet with you. They want to get your book. They want to learn from you. Where do they go? Uh, you know, the first and foremost is the website of www.connect5000.com. I'm not cool enough to spell connect differently, but connect in the number 5000.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I think I'm the literally the only Ray Rucker there. Uh, Ray Rucker, R-U-E-C-K-E-R. -E -E Connect with me. I'll send the book. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, every you know, mainly everywhere. But I'd say the website is probably your best resource. But um, you know, would love to get even if I if you don't hire me, I'd love to help consult and if I can help you know get clarity for your your marketing plan. I think it's a win-win. What are you What are you going to talk about on our uh, on our out, our first ever outbound virtual event in, uh, in in May? What topic? I think it'd have to be hiring these days. How to effectively interview, 
hire and onboard inside sales reps. Guys, remember that. I'm holding you to it, man. I'm holding you to it. And then people get a free book for, for attending. Yes. You can have the e-copy or even bring the After they copies. give you social love. They'll give you social love first of any form. It could be a heart emoji or a smile emoji. Um, but no yes. sad face emoji. Um, right. I appreciate you. I respect you. I look up to the work you do. I hope to amplify your voice. And I hope to help the right buyers not only find you, I hope to help them um, negotiate the right expectations and manage the, the, the long-term relationship accordingly. Um, so far, it's been a pleasure to work with you and the feedback from our mutual clients has been positive all around. And I hope to um, just keep, keep up the momentum going. And, and everybody who's listening, I appreciate you all tuning in to the Transform Sales Podcast. Check us out, cloudtest.com. Follow me, I'm your writer, Twitter, Instagram, everything. I use my name. Because like Ray, there's only one Amir writer. There's only one, only way Rutger and only one Amir writer. We're, one, we're both one of a kind. For, maybe, for better or for worse. Or maybe this has happened 5 billion times already and we're just version 70,000 million. Who knows? All right, yes. man, I, won't, I won't get too deep on you. Uh, I'll let you go. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. Take care. Thanks for having me.